Chronic illness has emerged as a major health concern in recent decades, having the potential to limit how one functions, how productive you are, and the quality of life that people who live with them has. But does it have to be a life sentence? No. I'm Gina Wells-Holz and I was diagnosed with multiple health issues ranging from asthma, COPD, to pernicious anemia, and ultimately culminating in a lupus diagnosis. And I'm here to tell you that it is possible to heal your body from chronic illness and to live well. So stay with me and I will share what I've done to take my life back from chronic illness and how you can create your own roadmap to multidimensional wellness. And we are live. Let me just check over here, make sure that everything is good. Just giving a few minutes, just making sure that everything is all good. All right, so we are here on day three of 31 days of inspiration, motivation, lupus awareness, and uh, the inspiration is coming from the book entitled Fragrance After Rain by Dr. Jaya John. So, Today, today's topic is a different kind of story, and it comes from page 226. So like I've been doing over the last few days, I'll read the passage from the book. And if you have the book, um, you can go ahead and read it along with me, or I would strongly recommend that you get this book because it is such an amazing book. It's, it's so inspirational. And it was really interesting that as I... Each day that I read certain passages, it kind of, for me, it turned into more like a journal, almost like uh, journaling prompts. So that's why I've been picking different, different passages from the Bible, not the Bible, from the from this book to um, to share with you in relation to this lupus awareness month, right? Because and it and, and it doesn't necessarily apply only to lupus awareness month. It's um, can be applied to life in general. Right. So this particular um, discussion today comes from page 226, and I'm entitling today a different kind of story. So it says, when you are in pain, even beauty can hurt. You may resent those who exude beauty, who speak and write of beauty, who offer kindness on the side of the road and who want to pour compassion in your cup. When you are in pain, you can be lost in a story of suffering that quickly comes to define you. Anything or anyone who is a reflection of a different kind of story becomes a threat to the tight grip you have on your idea of who you are and what the world is. When you feel this angry, desperate searching in you, surging in you, see if you can let it sweep 
you into a tight pool of calmer water. Breathe. Hold your heart. Acknowledge that at this time, beauty is hard for you to bear. In your acknowledgement lives a medicine, a seed of surrender to the truth of your immediate season. This surrender is, all by itself, a healing ground, a beginning of a journey through which you become the beauty others cannot yet bear. And this little part was a little bit longer than the last few days, but I couldn't like take any particular piece out. So I'm going to kind of break it down into, um, I'm going to kind of dissect this passage a little bit, right? But when I first read this, and for those of you who are watching, feel free to say hi. And I love the interaction. So post your comments, your questions. I love, I love interacting with the, with, people who are watching, right? So when I first um, read this passage, the part that stood up to me was, uh, where is it? When you are in pain, you can be lost in a story of suffering that quickly comes to define you. So I'm going to address that part first, because one of the things that I've and this is, you know, not I'm not attacking anyone, but one of the things I've noticed with when it comes to anyone who's been diagnosed with lupus. Hi, Kathleen. It's good to see you. When it comes to anyone who's been diagnosed with, well, I should say anyone, a lot of people who've been diagnosed with lupus tend to find their identity in the illness or in the diagnosis. And uh, they've. I, I've seen this happen time and time again with several um, autoimmune patients or lupus patients where they've spent so long, it's been, you know, so many years since they've been diagnosed, or maybe it's not, not even that long, but they become almost attached to the fact that they've been diagnosed with this particular illness and they can't see themselves outside of the illness itself or outside of the diagnosis. So they, they've made an attachment with the, with the illness and the illness becomes part of their identity. But one of the things I like, I would like strongly encourage you is to kind of learn to break that attachment um, because you're not your diagnosis. You're not the illness. The illness is simply a part of who you are at this time. And I think that's where um, a lot of people tend to get confused in holding on to that attachment, right? And I completely understand that if you're not at that place where you're ready to release the attachment, it's perfectly okay. I'm just, I'm speaking from what I've seen. I'm speaking for what I've experienced. Because one of the things that I, I have said is that this is coming from a place of I've been there. Right. I am not speaking to you of some uh, from a place of someone who's never been diagnosed with lupus, who has no clue what lupus is. I was diagnosed back in I think 2012. So this is, gosh, it's about, about 10 years. Might have been a little bit earlier. I, and along prior to that, I've re received several other diagnoses. So lupus was not the, the only one. 
but it was the one that kind of made sense as to why all of the other diagnoses would, um, had been made. So this is a journey that I've been on myself, and uh, it's something that I've got lots of experience in, and uh, I'm, so I'm speaking from that place. So the whole idea of the, the attachment, you know, when you when you were someone else for many, many years, and then you receive this diagnosis, you many people, myself included, found find it really hard to move past the illness, past the diagnosis, and see anything in their future separate and apart from that diagnosis, right? And I think that's where the 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 mud or the muddle tends to occur, right? So I'm here to encourage you that you can move past the the identity that you've you now forged with the, the diagnosis because you are not your diagnosis. You are somebody completely separate. And uh, one of the things I also like to encourage you is, um, and this just kind of popped in, so I'm going to mention it, changing the way you speak about yourself relating to the diagnosis. Because I've, I've heard a lot of people, and I have done it myself, say I have a certain illness, right? For example, I have lupus or I have this. And one of the things that I found that worked for me, and I, and I encourage anyone who I, whenever I hear you know people ref, speaking or taking ownership of a particular diagnosis, a particular illness that they've been diagnosed with, I I encourage them to change the words around it and say, I've been diagnosed with this particular condition, not I have. Because when you say I have, you kind of take ownership of it. And then your body also begins to take ownership, saying, oh, you have this thing. You want this thing. Let me give you more of what this thing that you want. And it might sound strange, but your body listens to you. Yesterday, that's one of the things I talked about is, you know, when when your body is in pain, Listen to your body because your body is talking to you, but your body also listens to the words that you utter to yourself. So saying I have a certain illness, you're basically kind of encouraging your body to give you more of what you're saying you have. When you say you're, you've been diagnosed with, there's no ownership in that. So that's one of the things I encourage people is to change the words that you're using around any particular illness that you've been diagnosed with, whether it be lupus or something else, right? Don't take ownership of it, but change the conversations that you have about that particular diagnosis and use the terms diagnosis rather than, you know, you've been diagnosed with rather than have, okay? I hope that made sense. So that particular part, um, you know, identifying or allowing a particular illness or diagnosis to define who you are because you are not the diagnosis. You are not the illness. The illness is just something that you are experiencing at that particular time of your life. And let me mention this story here for a moment. I had a doctor at one time that said to me, actually he was the, the doctor that, um, discovered the diagnosis that you know the diagnosis of lupus the first time he didn't believe it so he sent me off to get some extended you know extend more extensive testing done then it came back confirming that lupus was active so he looked at me he said um, these are the medications that you're going to be taking and you're going to be taking them for the rest of your life 
Um, then the next thing was lupus is incurable and you're going to have it for the rest of your life and it could possibly kill you. And it was when he uttered those words, I looked at him and I said, you know what? The only person who has the end of my life's date is God himself. You're not God. And nobody speaks negativity over my life, especially that kind of negativity, no kind of negativity. And I fired him. I left because if I'm with a doctor who sees no hope for me whatsoever, then that's not the doctor that I want to be with. I need a doctor who's going to see the possibility that I could get rid of this, even though they're, pre they're still preaching to this day that there is no cure. I am sitting proof here that you can get a result where it's showing absolutely no lupus in your body. And I've baffled a couple of doctors, including my current doctor. So though it's not only the conversation that you have with yourself, it's also the conversations that you allow other people to have or speak over you. All right, so those, you've got to be very careful about the people that we surround ourselves with, especially when you're dealing with any kind of illness especially a chronic illness, right? So I just wanted to, to share that. Um, this other part, when you're in pain, even beauty can hurt and uh, you, may, you may resent those who exude beauty, who speak and write of beauty, who offer kindness on the side of the road and who want to pour compassion in your cup. This part here really hit me, especially a few years back when I started I started my Facebook group that, that was um, all about beating lupus the natural way. And uh, I got a lot of, for lack of a better word, a lot of flack about it because there were, there were people in there who had joined who were not quite ready to hear or to have that conversation that um, lupus does not have to be a life sentence, right? They weren't not quite ready to hear the conversation that yes there might be a cure for lupus they might not necessarily be saying it out there and it might not necessarily look like what other people um say it should look like and i realized that i don't think people really hated me but i realized that i needed to kind of back off in the way because uh, Admittedly, I, I might have been coming off a little strong. I, looking back, I can see that. And it's because when you're, when you find things that work for you and you know that so many people out there are suffering with the same thing that you've been battling for years and you want to share, you don't even think about, well, who, who is going to get upset about me sharing this stuff? You just want to share, right? But not everybody that I was trying to share with were ready to hear it, right? And I had to step back and realize that not, not everyone was ready to have that conversation and not everybody was ready to get on their path for healing. Because here's, here's the other thing, and I'm, I'm going to be a little bit ahead of myself by sharing this part because I did have notes written out. Thing is, everybody's journey, and this is something that I had to acknowledge for myself everybody's journey is different 
and not everybody is going to go on the healing path at the same pace or doing the same things as I was. And that was something that I really had to sit down and kind of swallow because I was so excited about sharing this stuff with people, you know, and I really had to take a step back and say, you know, um, it's it wasn't about me. Yes, I was excited about sharing, but at the same time, I had to realize that not everybody, that every lupus patient was different. And although some people acknowledge that they wanted to, to start the healing journey, they weren't quite ready to start the healing journey. Which brings brings me to another another question is, um, and I'm just throwing this out there, not necessarily as a judgment or anything. It's just a couple of questions that I like for um, you know lupus patients to think about when they say they're not quite ready to start the healing journey. Is what are you, um, what do you stand to lose by actually healing yourself of this particular condition? Um, what do you stand to gain from from healing, right? And what I found is when it comes to losing, what do you stand to lose? A lot of people stand to lose the sympathy and uh, that sort of thing surrounding the fact that they have a chronic condition, right? Because you get you do get a lot of sympathy from people. Um, and I, I understand that that is, that's something that a lot of people kind of feed off of when it, for me, it was one of those things that, you know, I'm, I, I don't want, I don't want you to say, Oh, I, I am so sorry that you're going through this. I am it. I had to get to, I really got to a place where I was so tired and I was in so much pain and I was just over it. And I said, enough is enough. I need to get rid of this thing. Right. And that's the place that I was in. It wasn't anything about I didn't want I didn't want the sympathy because here's another thing that a lot of lupus patients deal with is the you don't look sick. A lot of people with lupus don't manifest anything on the outside. Most of what's happening with them happens on the inside. I was just one of those people who ended up having outward manifestations for quite a while, especially on my on my skin. But even after after some time, I managed that kind of disappeared and most of it was happening on uh, internally. So most of what I did was work on the internal side. But I would hear that a lot. But you don't look sick. And I know a lot of lupus patients go through that. You don't look sick. Right. And that is something I think one of the one of the things with lupus and one of the things with lupus patients is. Um, when they're not quite ready to kind of start the, the healing journey because they have so many questions relating to how other people even view them with the diagnosis already. A lot of people question whether they actually have the condition um, because of the fact that they don't necessarily look like they have a condition because, you know, with certain illnesses, chances are you lose your hair, um, you lose a ton of weight or maybe you gain a ton of weight, but there's usually some kind of outward manifestation, right? And with lupus, there isn't, it's just so different with each individual lupus patient. With me, um, I did end up losing, I lost some hair, but it was 
kind of weird where it happened. It was like in the back of my head. And uh, I would pull my hair back in a ponytail a lot. So nobody really knew that I was losing my hair, except for my doctor, who I did tell. And then they prescribed something called Rogaine, which I never used. But I managed to grow my hair back. And that now there are questions. And it's, yeah, I'm not, not going to bring that up. But there have been a lot of questions recently about why my head is shaved. But the, the reason is, let me clarify it, is because I did a lot of research. Um, I did a lot of... Um, a fundraiser for for childhood cancer research and after I'd managed to grow my hair out then I shaved my head and donated the money so that's why I have kept a clean shaven head for the last three years it has nothing to do with with lupus or anything but I know a lot of lupus patients that do battle from alopecia that was one of the diagnoses I received but I've managed to to kind of reverse that. So unless you have some of these outward manifestations, and the thing is, even with alopecia, a lot of people don't realize that these people are battling alopecia with the lupus because a lot of them wear wigs and they look so natural. So the questions I usually ask when people are not quite ready to start the healing journey is, well, what are you, what are you afraid of losing? But what do you stand to gain as well when you start this healing journey, right? Because I know with lupus, there's, and I can only speak from personal experience, with lupus, I got to a point where I was immobile, right? I was using a cane. I was using a walker. If I went grocery shopping, I was using a motorized, one of those motorized um, chairs. So I did stand to gain from healing I, my ability to walk again, right? Being pain-free. Uh, you know, all of those things, those are things I, st I stood to gain. Um, I stood to gain the fact that I didn't look, I didn't have all of this stuff happening on on, on my face. People didn't look at me funny. Um, I mean, now they still do anyway, but <laughs> that's beside the point. That's a whole other discussion. But, you know, you have to ask, ask yourself those questions like, what do you stand to lose? Um, what do you stand to gain? when you really start on the healing journey. And you have to make the acknowledgement that you're really not ready to start the healing journey because that in itself is also healing, right? And I know it sounds weird, but just acknowledging that you're not quite ready to start on your healing journey is, is um, healing in itself, right? And whenever you are ready, then things will kind of, go on the course that they're meant to go on right so i mentioned every lupus patient is different the whole idea that you don't look sick for many is an issue i'm just looking at my notes not everybody's path is going to take the same quote-unquote path go in the same direction it's not going to engage the same modalities um it's not even going to happen at the same speed and that is something that i had to realize because I was so gung-ho about engaging with, with you know, people on my page and telling them, listen, this is what you can do, da 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 da, -da. And it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Without realizing that not everybody's there yet. Not everybody is where I was at that time. And even now, a lot of people are still not quite ready yet. So readiness is going to come at different paces. And that's one of the things I had to be prepared for. So this passage really hit me. This was like a major slap in the face when I was um, 
I know that's probably not the right way to put it, but that's what it was feeling like because I could see myself in this passage. So the thing is, anything, and I'm reading here, anything or anyone who is a reflection of a different kind of story becomes a threat to the tight grip you have on your idea of who you are and what the world is. So the whole idea of who you are at the time of the diagnosis or since the diagnosis, be encouraged that you are not your diagnosis, right? You are not your diagnosis and you can move beyond, you can move beyond that. Even as you, as you heal, as you begin to engage with the diagnosis in, in ways of healing rather than in ways of suppression, right? Because that's one of the things um, I think we're, we've been taught with lupus is that we're, we're supposed to suppress the, the medication that we're given is meant to suppress the immune system rather than heal the immune system. So when we move from a place of suppression to a place of healing, then we can kind of, as this says, release that grip that we that we have on who we are supposed to be as far as the diagnosis is concerned, because we are so much more than the diagnosis. Um, let me go on to this other part, a seed of surrender to the truth of your immediate season. So when you admit that, okay, I'm not quite ready to heal, that in itself right there is a seed for healing, right? But one of the things I will, would like to encourage is don't get lost in the whole idea of the diagnosis that you've been given. Um, you, when, you, when you receive the diagnosis and you become identified with it, you kind of start, you start to lose who you really are as a person, as a human being, as a spiritual being. And the, the diagnosis is just a small piece of you at that point, right? You are so much bigger than that diagnosis. So my encouragement to you is start to kind of tighten, uh, loosen the grip on the identification with the diagnosis, right? And that is when the healing really can start to happen. And there are so many different, you know, I, I have shared about different modalities that I've worked with. Some of them seem kind of out there, um, and they might be. They've worked for me. I've had, you know, other people contact me and uh, try different things, and they seem to be on the healing journey themselves. If there's any kind of question that you might have, Relating to, well, Gina, I mean, you look amazing. How did you get from point A to point B? Um, yesterday I talked about that. It was not a straight line. Okay. And I would encourage you to go back and listen to yesterday's because it was not a straight line. It was, I mentioned it was kind of, you know, zigzag up and down, really highs, lots of lows, maybe a straight line or maybe a line going up, ascending, and then maybe a spiral. So the healing journey is not a pretty thing. And that's what I talked about yesterday. The healing journey is not pretty. But when you get to the place where you realize, oh, my gosh, I'm not even paying attention to this diagnosis anymore. Healing, it, it, it's, it's beautiful. Yes, you might still wake up in pain some mornings, but you wake up with so much more joy than you do, you know, than this connection with the, the illness that you've been diagnosed with. I hope this has come across as, you know, encouragement 
I don't, it's not supposed to be, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to share that the, the healing can actually take place. Regardless of the stories that you've been, that you've been hearing, regardless of the story that you've been telling yourself, healing can take place and it can, it'll come at a time whenever you are ready. And uh, you can start to actually tell yourself a different kind of story that does not necessarily involve your diagnosis. If there's any questions at all, because I know I did a lot of talking and some of it were things that I didn't even have in my notes and just, you know, just came out. But if there's any kind of concerns, any kind of questions, feel free to pop them into the comment section. If you have any questions about, you know, um, or about different processes that I might have worked with, different modalities that I might have worked with, feel free to shoot me an email, um, send me a direct message. You can even do a video chat with me. You can go to my uh, my Facebook page, which is, um, if you just type in Beating Lupus the Natural Way or just type in my name on Facebook, it'll come up and you'll be able to book an appointment. It's like a 30-minute free consultation and we can sit down and we can discuss you know some of the modalities that I work with some of the modalities that I personally use um, that are open to you uh, working with if that's if you want to you know try them out I've got ex I have um, Thank you. Yes, it is encouraging. My diagnosis is diabetes and some complications. Yes. So what the, the 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 messages that I'm bringing are not just for you know lupus itself. These can be for anyone, regardless of the the diagnosis that you receive. Right. So even though I'm I'm doing it during Lupus Awareness Month, it is not just for people who have been diagnosed with lupus or or autoimmune condition. And, and diabetes is an autoimmune condition. Right. So if you have any kind of um questions or if you'd like to book a consult just simply go to the the lupus page it if you type in be, beating lupus the natural way or facebook.com um backslash beating lupus the natural way the page will come up but it will have my name now and it will say um complementary therapist practitioner because i've changed the the official name to kind of move away from just the lupus um lupus patients but Auto, autoimmunity can occur uh, with, with lupus, with Sjogren's. There's so many different aspects to it. And I've had a lot of people come to me who don't necessarily, who are, were not necessarily diagnosed with lupus, but might have been diagnosed with, um, I know someone who came to me recently was actually someone who was trying to lose weight um, and have uh, are having quite a few issues. And a few people came to me trying to become a vegan because I'm a vegan nutritionist. So I hold a lot of different certifications. So it's not just necessarily um, coming to me dealing with uh, a lupus diagnosis or some kind of autoimmune condition diagnosis. All right. So that is available to you. Um, let me tell you what is coming up tomorrow. I'd like to, it, and again, the book that I'm sharing from is Fragrance After Rain by Dr. Jaya John. And if you have not yet, um, if you don't have that book, I strongly encourage you to get it. Even if you just use it as a, a journal, because that's what I do. I kind of, you know, um, find the pages, 
And then I open the book up, point a finger, and that's my passage for today because every single passage in there is so different. These are all inspired thoughts by Dr. Jaya John. Very, very good. All right, so tomorrow is day four. And this starts out on page 69. And uh, let me tell you what that starts because the, what I have written down is um, I wrote down butt naked, but it starts out that way. A butt naked one year old is running wild through a room full of human rules, etc., etc. So tomorrow we're going to talk about that, right? Why? What's up with this butt naked one year old running around this room? And what does that have to do with dealing with lupus or autoimmunity or just a human in general, right? Um, so we're going to talk about that tomorrow. So again, my encouragement is let's start write, writing a different story around our diagnosis. Let's start it, start to release our attachment to this whole idea of being of identifying with a diagnosis because we are not we are not the diagnosis we are not the illness we are much more than that all right i will see you all tomorrow around the same time any questions again please post them in the comments and thank you so much for spending how much is this about 30 minutes yeah i kind of want them to be around 30 minutes um at, at a time all right so see you all tomorrow